Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I am over the moon that you're here joining us for today's episode. We have the incredible Sadie Adams, who has changed my skin drastically over the course of the last six months or so of working together. Not only is she a skincare guru and shamanic facialist, she's also trained in Ayurveda and yoga from the Ayurvedic Institute. So she knows all about all the magical things that we talk about on this podcast. She's recommended so many different healing techniques to me for my skin. And what she focuses on is microcurrent facials, which we will talk a lot about in this episode. And on top of all of that, she's a meditation leader. She leads guided meditations at her home every Monday night and she weaves in her meditation clients with her skincare clients and basically she has the most soul on fire job ever because she has just blended together everything that she loves and cares about and made it her career. So not only is she an esthetician, she's also a meditation leader. She teaches yoga. She blends Ayurvedic principles, shamanic principles, and this amazing work that she does, which we get into in this episode, her very specific type of guided meditation. She weaves all of that into her facials. So when I first heard about her from Lacey Phillips, who's been on this podcast, incredible, incredible manifestation advisor and dear friend of Sadie's and of mine, I knew that we had to have Sadie on the podcast, but I also knew I had to start seeing her for my skin. So she's helped me. You guys know I've been on quite the skincare journey this year from breaking out in full head-to-toe eczema and hives to just having cystic acne and incredibly sensitive skin, broken capillaries, um, you name it, I have experienced it. And I got to the point where I was afraid to put anything on my skin. I was afraid to even wash it because my skin has been so sensitive. And I'm still kind of at that point right now because my rash is flaring up. And even though I'm very dedicated to my salt, oil, sugar-free, plant-based lifestyle right now, I'm still experiencing inflammation and all that good crazy stuff that comes along with autoimmune issues and everything that I happen to be healing from right now. So Sadie has been such an incredible person and friend for me to have on this journey alongside of me. She's recommended so many good products. And for those of you who live in Los Angeles or New York, you can go see Sadie or one of her amazing estheticians from her wellness collective at Take Care. So you just go to takecarebody.com to check her out and all the other estheticians who work for her. Microcurrent facials are very trendy and hip right now. People from Victoria's Secret models to celebrities go to Sadie on a regular basis and microcurrent is just leading technology 
taking our skincare to a whole new level and couldn't be more anti-aging, couldn't be better for all the things that I'm experiencing with my skin. So I can't wait to get into all of that and all of the meditative Zen philosophy that comes along with the wonderful woman who is Sadie Adams. We have grown very close very quickly because she's just one of those people who I just hit it off with and we have so much in common. She's such a dear person. She's so intently herself. Like if you look at her, as we talk about in this episode, you will see a mirror into your own soul. So she's incredible. Really excited for you to learn from her in this episode. And that's about all I have for you for the intro. We are just going to dive on in. I'm in Sacramento right now healing and getting my strength back after my water fast. So in no time, in about a week and a half, I'll be back in LA, living life again, recording podcasts, doing the whole thing. And I'm so excited. So thank you for being here. And without further ado, Sadie Adams. All right, guys, I am here on my floor with Hudson, for one, and the amazing Sadie Adams. She is so many things. She's a microcurrent facialist. She does shamanic facials. That's what people have started calling them because she infuses her energy work with the whole facial experience. She also leads these amazing meditations. She just led me through. You'll have to tell us what it's called in a second, but we do these. She does these kind of very transformative one-on-one meditations where she's able to see what's happening in your body, visually, energetically, so many cool things. She also has a background in Ayurveda and um, everything that we're interested here on the podcast. So Sadie, say hello to our tribe and tell us a little bit about you. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am an esthetician, a small business owner with a storefront in New York City, in the West Village, and a space in Santa Monica and in Venice with magical medicine estheticians with their own superpowers and all trained in microcurrent and body work. So happy to serve. Well, we are happy that you that you are here to serve because everything you do is so transformative. My skin has gone through quite the transformation with you just in our short time of working together. And before we talk all about what microcurrent is and what it's beneficial for, I'm more interested in hearing about you and your journey to how you ended up being an esthetician because you do have such an interesting path, how you've gotten here. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Thank you. I've been a seeker since I was a young child and I was raised in New Mexico, a young yoga teacher before there were 
yoga teacher trainings to become a yoga teacher. So I apprenticed and flew around to receive teachings and I was teaching asana. And through that uh, education, I met a woman named Pat Hansen who had studied at the Ayurvedic Institute and gave us a small introduction to Ayurveda. This was in the 90s. And it happened to be that my parents' home was blocks away from the Institute. And I became one of the only local people studying at the Institute and therefore ended up working there in three different departments, including the yoga department, Panchakarma, and... Got to work pretty closely with Dr. Ladd and integrate the Ayurvedic Studies program into my daily life, working with clients and also teaching yoga inside the Institute and around Albuquerque. I then moved to New York City and there was a opportunity to run a yoga school there that had the owners had graduated also from the Ayurvedic Institute. So we were speaking the same language in many ways, and I really enjoyed working there and helped develop the anatomy portion of the teacher training. And that was really a beautiful experience to become an educator on that level and gain the attention of a local body worker that had been looking for the right person to help her develop a training program for estheticians. So that's kind of how that happened. Um, and she is um, no longer in practice. That said, that's where I got started with microcurrent in terms of regeneration. Around that time, I started studying um, embryology and developmental movement. So so tell us for everyone who doesn't know what's embryology. So I was studying at the School for Body Mind Centering with a woman named Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, who's still teaching. And she got interested in embryology around 2004, I believe. Um, just grew from her interest in developmental anatomy. So she works with children and has an incredible program called IDME, Infant Developmental Movement Education, which is becoming more available to mothers and educators across the world. So a great resource for Body Mind Centering is the Body Mind Centering Association. So definitely look into them for a practitioner near you. So we're looking at consciousness and anatomy as consciousness and some of the embodiment techniques that we worked with just before this interview have to do with presence and embodiment and development in terms of how we grew ourselves and how we came to be in this moment. Yeah, well, I can attest to that work, although I never knew that word before today, just working with you and becoming more present in my body with the different things that you're able to see and feel into has been so powerful. And for everyone listening, before we started recording, we were doing we were doing some of that work and Sadie had me feeling into the space behind my heart and allowing my heart to rest more comfortably on my diaphragm, which is 
something that we talked about too the first time that I did that work with you. And that's been really powerful for me just to allow myself to get in touch with my organs. That's not something that we really do in this day and age unless you are taught and reminded that that's something that we have control over and just letting go of the illusions and the form, as you would say. So that's something that I'm working on, which is, yeah, largely thanks to you. So tell us a little bit about your meditation circles, because I think it's so awesome that you're, on the one hand, an aesthetician, making people's skin beautiful, and on the other hand, totally spiritual into leading meditations, and so much more. So tell us about your circles and how they got started. Thank you. I became interested in meditation at the Ayurvedic Institute and body systems and the internal anatomy and subtle anatomy, including the chakras and the connection between the chakras and the endocrine system and the nervous system. And so through the School for Body-Mind Centering, learning about uh, developmental and migratory patterns of various organs and tissues that the nervous system and the skin are derived from the same germ layer. And so fate brought me into the School for Aesthetics and Educating Estheticians. And I was blessed to be able to have the foundation of body-mind centering and Ayurveda to weave them together. And I was involved in a meditation circle for over a decade in the East Village. Um, So when I moved to Venice, I attended a few meditation groups and some classes and I didn't find a conversation that was engaging for me. So I started the Monday night circles and they've been going strong for three years on Monday nights. And it's a great community of people who are interested in a conversation about listening skills, embodiment, learning about choice and how we're being informed, how our choices are being informed. So really looking at freedom, free will, and reclaiming our choice. And we do that through embodiment. So part of the group is a conversation. And part of the group is a guided meditation with feedback and experiential anatomy and also with some uh, Tibetan Buddhist meditation kind of woven into the embryology. (laughs) So cool. I'm still dying to come on a Monday night when I get back from Bali. I'll be there. I know. I know it sounds so powerful and you always have the Tibetan Buddhist music playing in your house and it's this very very zen space for the circles that you hold which is so cool so tell us about microcurrent and how what is it how did you get involved well you told us how you got involved but tell us what is microcurrent and what is it beneficial for Microcurrent was developed for a stroke, Bell's third degree burns, to work on the pathology 
and regenerate tissue. So they would work on the side of the face that was affected with the bells or with a stroke. And after a series of treatments found that it had some clearer functioning, even more so sometimes than the unaffected side. So it became a cosmetology instrument. And when I was introduced to the technology, I had already been studying, as I mentioned, regeneration, um, nervous system regeneration and the microcurrent works with subcirculatory channels. And I, in my own hands and body work, was aware about how to work with those channels anyway. So I wasn't actually registering that the microcurrent also had an affinity to that. So it took me a couple of years to realize, oh, it's not me. <laughs> it's the microcurrent, mm-hmm. you know. So in a way, it's an extension of the practitioner's skills. And it also has a lot of power and merit to hold a field for processing trauma or stagnant energy and flooding the tissue with a lot of support to regenerate and to receive a intention into it. And so we've been using it in this way. Yeah, and it works so well. So it's good for, from my understanding, everything from anti-aging to reducing scars and inflammation, acne, uh, a lot of my what I have going on is inflammation, redness, rashes, acne, seems like stagnant blood flow and that kind of thing. So would you say that microcurrent is really good for those types of issues? I found that it aids in balancing the functionality in the tissue. So fluid membrane balance and any kind of pathology is going to be an expression of an imbalance in the fluid membrane relationship. Um, Microcurrent and depending on which level you're using, et cetera, can really support the tissues in the body to become aware of themselves in a deeper and more functional way. So... Have you seen, like, what are some success stories that you've seen with people's skin when they first come to you and then after working with them for a little while? So many. Some of the stories I return to again and again are um, have to do with a client who went down to Brazil for a facelift. And when she came back, she had lost feeling, nerve connection and feeling in the left side of her face. So she had a lot of tissue distension and couldn't really feel her <laughs> yikes face. And so she would come to me um, every two weeks for a while. And for the first time after, after her surgery, she could feel her face for the rest of the day. And then the next day it was kind of back to being numb. And the more that she came, the longer those results would last until they were lasting the whole two weeks. And then finally it rehabbed. So just reconnecting, releasing the trauma and rehabbing the relationship of the person and their body, (laughs) the energy. 
The other story that we have has to do with a client that has Addison's disease, which is um, an, a relatively unknown disease. And there's she has since become an active member in the Association for um, Addison's, which is an educational platform. And one of the diagnostic cues for Addison's is melasma. Mm-hmm. So she was undiagnosed for over a decade and part of the medicine that she was on would give her a lot of fluid distension in her body. And in New York, we would put the body patches on her so that she could wear the clothes that she wanted to wear when she had an event. It would, Because it was such an acute situation, it would really, the, the body patches, the application of microcurrent on her body fluids would really um, be effective immediately. And uh, so she was coming in two or three times a week for that and getting facials as well because she might as well as she was there. And so her doctor never really realized that she had melasma because microcurrent's incredible for complexion. Mm -hmm. So even though it doesn't break down the pigment, it increases the functionality to such a degree that the eye doesn't really register any imperfections. So... Thankfully, she did end up getting diagnosed and is getting the proper treatment now and still coming in for treatments and (laughs) take care in New York. Yeah, so it really goes deeply because what I was thinking in terms of success stories that I've seen and heard from the facials that you give is very, very appearance-based, very, I know a lot of models and celebrities come to you, your face, everyone's face once... They, once you give them a facial, is extremely contoured, and I feel like my even like my eyes have been lifted from the work that we've done. So it's amazing that it goes both ways, very appearance and very very deep internal as well. Yeah, we're talking about the coherence of the tissues, how the various tissues are communicating with each other, increasing the lymphatic drainage, the cell membrane permeability, which meditation does as well. It's that presence in the cell that the cell can make a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really bringing that back into the field, that presence. And many of the aesthetics techniques you'll find in spas and spas provoke healing responses by injuring the tissue. So if you're looking for self-care, and go to do techniques that injure the tissue, there is an incongruence with the intention and the motor action. So we wanted to offer choice for people that can really be supportive. So the microcurrent is supporting the tissue to respond in the way it chooses to respond. Mm -hmm. So it increases the energy that the mitochondria, the subcellular functioning needs. And the tissue still has choice. It's not in trauma or responding from a place of trauma. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. A few days ago, I got a facial, more of a um, medical type of facial with a lot of extractions and products and that kind of stuff. And Jonathan picked me up afterwards and... I looked so beat up. I mean, my I, I'm not one to really care about my appearance in public. I don't wear makeup. I, I just float around. I, I just go out as I am. 
But it was pretty alarming my face that day to the point where he and I both were like, okay, I need to wear a hat. Like this is this is too much. This looks I looks like I've been seriously beat up. And I was thinking about you and the microcurrent facials that we do. Well, you were in Costa Rica or else I would have been getting microcurrent that week, but I've been trying to get weekly facials just to keep up this really attention to my to my skin that I've been giving it. And um, it's interesting that you say microcurrent gives that choice to not be so beat up or trauma to the to the tissue. It's just a different type of healing because it's it's almost harder to see what's happening until until it really starts until you really see the change from the inside out with microcurrent. Because when you're getting all extracted, you see right away, like, okay, lots of stuff is coming out. Next week, I'll probably look pretty clear. But right now, there's a lot of trauma. Yeah, and it's not to discount the facials that offer extractions. There are many talented estheticians doing good work in this way. And that it's important to take care of our skin, you know, with the seasons and and understand how to self-extract and get educated in that way. And the classical facial is really awesome. Some of what I was referring to had to do with more peels and Fraxel and more medical kind of based treatments that really injure the deeper layers to provoke the healing response. Um, That said, the microcurrent can over time really, really increase the communication and the functionality of many different layers and tissues of the face. So I've found that I don't need as many extraction facials, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, I think the combination is nice. And then eventually with the technology of the microcurrent, your face just gets a lot more just more clear from the inside out, which is my goal with with (laughs) coming continuously to see you. So part of why I knew that you were perfect for the Soul on Fire podcast is because you have really found a way to create this career that doesn't necessarily exist in in many ways because you are an esthetician and you're a meditation teacher and you kind of infuse the spirituality into the facial. So tell us about how how that is for you and how that all came to be. Each workshop, each meditation circle and each private session, including the facials are very different. So I have a question for you is how was that for you? <laughs> yeah. So which part of it? The facial, the what we... The You're meditation? asking about, I guess, this. you felt that there was a spiritual component mm-hmm. to your experience on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, it just takes everything to the next level because the self-care of the face is happening with, with the microcurrent, with you there working on the face and for people who are listening who might not know what microcurrent really looks like you can look on my instagram i have a video that i posted by the time this comes out you might have to scroll a little to find it but you'll see it and you can see what the microcurrent instrument looks like and um as far as how it 
how it was for me. I mean, I love, I love that by the end of the facial, you kind of, you do some additional energy work with kind of like releasing what I feel is like stagnancy, maybe in my chest or my stomach where I can feel you going like, like doing the shamanic thing. For me, it just makes the facial, makes the benefits of the facial that much more lasting so that I feel not only like I just took care of my face and that good self-care feeling, but I also feel lighter and more clear-headed and like I just had a very dynamic session. Mm-hmm. The facial is a diagnostic tool. In Ayurvedic medicine, they use the face and the expressions they're about as a tool to understand the workings of the entire body. And I've found that the microcurrent is pretty incredible for giving me as the practitioner information <laughs> somehow. There's a lot uh, that comes forward with the experience of working on someone with a microcurrent. And some of what comes forward is the inconsistency through the tissue. And oftentimes people will come with TMJD, a dysfunction of the TMJ joint where the jaw articulates with the skull. And so we can use the support of the microcurrent to reorganize the muscles in the face. And so muscles are very much like a river in that they have a ideal, clear, current, directional flow of information through them. And sometimes the muscles can get into a concentricity or a shortening contraction and just like in a neuromuscular feedback loop inside that contraction. So uh, it's our intention to leave the session more balanced, both practitioner and client. So sometimes that requires some massage, some trigger point, and some energy work, guided embodiment, similar to what you may find in the meditation classes. And through conversation, a lot is revealed. Yeah, absolutely. Or sometimes I just fall asleep, which is a testament to how relaxing it is. And sometimes being under the tone and being being asleep can be a really nice way to for the transmission to land so that we don't get in the way in terms of our thinking mind. So. Yeah, so relaxing to fall asleep on that table. So tell us a little bit about starting Take Care, your business. You have two brick and mortar locations, one in Santa Monica, one in New York. Mm-hmm. How has that been to be a business owner? Well, I think that if I would have known how difficult it was going to be, I wouldn't have done it. I remember uh, the excitement of opening up the first storefront and I had been in business for a couple of years before then and educating for years before then. So it was really beautiful to see which clients were the first clients to walk through the door and how we built so naturally a community within the the entertainment industry and um, our clients are very interesting, very well educated, and it's always worth it, you know. That said, New York City is not an easy place to to be open to the public in that way on the ground level. So glad that it's still happening. (laughs) 
Sometimes I wake up here in California and, oh, okay, I still technically live in New York. (laughs) And I'm going back there, back and forth, and I'll be working there this summer. And when I was back most recently, it was... I was, we were in the West Village. We had moved from the East Village to the West Village in the last two years. And I was like, oh, this is my life too. And we were on the same block of the Sex in the City house. And so yeah. I was just like, oh, this is real. This is, wow. And here I am a shop girl and opening up. And so it's very different from California and, and very magical in its own way. And the move to California was really has been great for business and for my life (laughs) and been well received here here. four years uh, my anniversary was yesterday oh my gosh what amazing timing that we have (laughs) happy anniversary thank you april 1st Mm -hmm. april fool's day yeah surprise yeah (laughs) wow so more of a personal question did nigel live with you in New York? Yeah, he was uh, He was with me when I opened my business originally in the Brownstone on St. Mark's Place. In my apartment, we had two apartments put together. So we made one of them a more professional space and locked Nigel on the other side and he would just scream and cry. Mm-hmm. And so I spoke with an animal communicator to him mm-hmm. about, well, some clients are have allergies. And he said... Well, he had never heard of that before, first of all. And then he told the animal communicator that, why doesn't Sadie just cure them of that? Because he sees you in like the highest healing light. (laughs) So I said, well, thank you for your confidence, wee one. Uh, I'll be working on that. I'll be working. And so it was more about convincing them that Nigel is hypoallergenic and (laughs) so on. So he became a fixture and the facials and and that's why we still have a home treatment room because many of the clients require his presence in their session so we're able to keep equipment at the house and and allow him to continue his job and then we moved when we moved to the storefront the apartment was attached to the storefront and we had the in order to secure the whole garden space in the back we moved apartments and um, so he, same thing. He was just wanting always to be in the window and, <laughs> and he's kind of spa kitty. So Nigel's definitely a part of the community. In fact, we had a client, we have a little white cat in New York, a little statue in the storefront. And when um, one of the New York clients moved here, she said, oh, the white cat. <laughs> so yeah. he's definitely... His presence a- is everywhere. Yes, to everyone listening, Nigel is Sadie's amazing cat. He is like a little medicine man. He comes up and he sniffs your forehead like he has to or else he's not happy. Oh, yes. <laughs> because one day he didn't get to sniff my forehead and he was like not very pleased We had to restart that. the yeah, session. <laughs> we did. So he could come up, do his little sniff, and then he thinks about it. Then he comes back and he like curls up on top of you while you're getting your treatment and I love him I cannot wait for him and Hudson to have a play date yeah and he's responsible for us moving to Venice from Malibu we were quite sure we wanted to be in Malibu and he ended up getting attacked by a coyote and surviving that and so after 
he sucked up $6,000 worth of opium and oxygen at the Malibu Coast Animal Clinic, which we're so grateful for their service for saving him. Yes. Uh, We decided that Nigel was just going to continue to try to be friends with the coyotes. So (laughs) we had to move him to the canals and (laughs) let him make friends with the the humans and the ducks. (laughs) Yeah. And the dogs Mm -hmm. and the other cats. Yeah. He's very social. He's so social. I've never heard a more talkative cat. And he um, is very okay with traveling. So we take him to a friend's house when we go over there and he's just very peculiar cat. (laughs) Yeah, he is. That's my dream with Hudson is to be able to bring him around because you've been doing that with Nigel for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I would just need to get Hudson used to it. To start doing it. Mm -hmm. I brought him down to the first floor of my building one time, not the ground level floor, but the... The first floor, which is between the ground level and this floor. And that was very traumatic for him because it was loud. Well, someone was vacuuming, so that kind of ruined the whole experience. Oh, that will. He went running. He was running around the pool and I was Mm -hmm. like trying to get him. And it was terrifying me because someone had the door to the building wide open and he moved so fast. So other than that and other than going to the vet and playing in the hallway every day, which is like a huge adventure for him, (laughs) he is not used to travel, but he's so friendly. And we have like my neighbors have little dogs and they'll come in here and he's so, uh, so much fun with the dogs. And then my other neighbors have cats and he'll be in the hallway and he'll meet the other cats and he's the friendly one. So like, I know that he is so social and there's so much out there for him. So we've got to, since Nigel is the traveler, bring him over here. Yeah, we'll start there and baby steps. Yeah. Show him the harness and the leash. Yeah, that's what we're dying to do. (laughs) Take him out. Nigel goes out like three times a day, right? He goes out as much as he, yeah, as much as he can, as much as we have time for. Right. (laughs) I love that. And if he goes out unchaperoned, he will go into people's homes (laughs) and just make himself very much at home. (laughs) So that's why he's leash walked (laughs) because the neighbors start to get a little bit like, we don't allow animals on our counter or (laughs) sofa. And he makes himself right at home. And he's just kind of like, what are you you talking about, animal? Why not? (laughs) Yeah, he's such a human. That's so funny. Um, So tell us a little bit about your self-care routine and like spiritual practices? Um, My self-care routine is basic in terms of eating when I'm hungry, making sure there's food. You're good at knowing when other people are hungry. (laughs) Yeah, always having food around. Um, That helps me be grounded. I've been taking uh, supplements. I have a friend. There's a friend in the meditation group who's a natural doctor named Corey Reddish. And she has a center called Feel Good Headquarters on Abbott Kinney. And so she'll bring on Monday nights my supplements and she helps me to navigate that world. And so grateful for her support in terms of my self-care. And she also helped me with a cleanse in September, which was the first one in a while, actually. What Um, type of cleanse? It was for my liver Mm. and um, gallbladder, and it was about six weeks, the whole thing. That's that's long. 
It was really cool. A lot of cooking and herbs and yoga. I did a lot of yoga, which um, I like to do Pilates. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of yoga at the time and meditation. Um, And I like to pray. Praying has been a great practice. Mantra and cultivating focus has been really a game changer. So doing practices to cultivate focus and meditating, um, exercising, surfing, being out in nature and communicating. Communicating also means a lot of time to be quiet and listen to where I am in my body and what it is I'm looking to communicate with myself and then becoming more and more clear with the people I'm in relationship with. Amazing. Those are so many good, so many good things to focus on. So we were talking before we started recording a little bit about the readiness for exposure versus before you were very much in the treatment room and not so interested in doing a podcast or being written up in a magazine, that kind of stuff. And those opportunities are coming to you more and more now because you feel more personally ready for it. So tell us a little bit about that awareness. Yeah, and Take Care, which is the name of our project, is so grateful to my sister, Tess, to have stepped forward before I was ready to be um, interviewed. And she was in the New York Times and really was amazing for the storefront to support the storefront when I was in my condensing phase and my deep practices that allowed me to become more grounded so that I can withstand the exposure in terms of staying grounded and uh, prioritizing self-care, prioritizing my dedication to my intention of spiritual growth and evolution above all else and to continue to release the attachment to form and identity even as I'm building a platform for people to have other choices around beauty and aging and healthcare. So yeah, so good. And now now that you're ready for it, there's different little things coming your way like the podcast and you recently did another podcast and I have a feeling there will be more in your future. Yeah, it feels good to be able to speak about this journey and step forward and feel really present and mm-hmm. comfortable and in that communication. So again, I really think it's a testament to my dedication to communication in general that's been going on for the last couple of years and So thank you for the opportunity. Of course. The moment I met you, like I have a light that goes off in my head when when I'm dying to interview someone for the podcast or really just have a recorded conversation because that's more what it is. And yeah, during our first session, like that light bulb was like flashing because you're just so interesting. We're doing our facial and you're telling me you have a background in Ayurveda and all these other tips that you had for my body and my skin. And yeah, that was enough. And, and then, then we did the wisdom 
transmission yeah. session the second time that you came? The second time mm-hmm. I came, we did the wisdom transmission session. Well, I was very impressed because I walked in the door. I was very hungry because I knew that I was coming to Venice and that I would go to Erewhon after I was at your house and get some food, but I wasn't sure how long I would be with you. Probably, I thought just like an hour for the facial, but I was so hungry by the time I got there thinking, I want this to go fast because I need to go get some food. And you impressively said, are you hungry? Or like you seem hungry (laughs) or something. And so we sat and had some food and then we did the wisdom transmission session where I saw your face morph into many different animals, many different ages of people, both genders, so, so many things. And people listening to this podcast know that I've seen that with some of our previous guests on this podcast, like Shaman Durek, another shaman, my friend Nicola, who lives in Ojai. And Whose else's face have I seen morph? Usually always shamans. So you have such shamanic energy running through. It's crazy. And that that transmission session was so powerful. Well, here's to a few more. So no, I we're, know. On, we're definitely on to something. So yeah. Thank you for being open to the work. And yeah. How did you start doing those? I feel in a certain way they've been going on the whole time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So finally, just uh, respecting that work enough to give it its own, its own time and space and platform, so that we're not layering it with too many other things. They're really just being able to sit in front of each other, yeah, and um, and see what we see. <laughs> totally. So as far as the face morphing thing, because that has been a big topic on this podcast, what do you think about all of that? Because I used to think it was past lives that I was seeing on a person's face. And then I thought it was spirits that they were communicating with. Well, when you asked me before, the, I remember at the time uh, feeling like it had usually has to do more with the person that's seeing it than <laughs> the practitioner. And um, I think because it's so different every time that it's specific to the symbols that are coming forth. I think it's different every time. Sometimes what I see on Nicola's face and Shaman Durek's face is really old old Native American, Native American men and women, which is why I've always felt like it was like ancestors that came before them and spirits kind of infused in their work and ancestors who they communicate with. I never really saw it as like my ancestors or my spirits. I saw it as like spirits that live within them and that they have access to But then again, I've seen other things like I've seen Nicola's face turn into like a portal where there's like no face and that feels more like in relation to me because I'm going somewhere Mm -hmm. by seeing that. And then with you, it made sense what you said because I did see a gorilla. (laughs) And it ended up being that that gorilla that had the female um, dominant culture. Exactly. Yeah. So that made a ton of sense. So that would be in relation to me. And 
I mean, and now I've started to see it even with Jonathan, um, my boyfriend, where we'll be like, we'll have just meditated and we're feeling very in touch. And if we lock eyes for long enough, I will see his face morph too. So then I was told by by Shaman Durek also that that that's a gift that I have, that I can see that within anyone mm-hmm. if they're open to it. So that's how I know when I see it like majorly, like with you, like 10 or 15 faces in just a few minutes that like you're obviously very open and have done so much work, so much personal work that it's possible to see all of that within you. But I'm still learning because to me, it's still just every time it happens, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it's it's just, it's fun. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the world is quite strange. I know, <laughs> crazy and not crazy. All mm-hmm. at the same time, it just serves your point that what everything we know there isn't that's not all that is out there and we have to the paradox yeah break it all down um so another thing i wanted to talk to you about before we go into the rapid fire questions that i ask everyone (laughs) but they're not that rapid don't worry um is your food philosophy because i know we both have a history with rocky food you know eating disorder type stuff. So what is your food philosophy? Eating when you're hungry, of course. What else? Eating when I'm hungry is a big piece. Um, I like to eat cooked foods. Um, Ayurveda. (laughs) (laughs) And lightly cooked. And also pay attention to how I'm assimilating the information, (laughs) how I'm digesting, Mm -hmm. and to all phases of digestion. So feel like every day is so different and what's available to me every day is so different. So the main thing is not to be so hard on myself and to recommit to being grateful and having some amount of awareness about the energy that it took for the nourishment to find me or to come into that moment of alchemizing that into the energy that I recommit to spiritual growth and evolution. I love that. Love it so much. So we'll head into the rapid fires. And I also just think it's so funny that Hudson is now just basking in the sun after completely hiding from us and like (laughs) not coming out when we were calling him. Um, Everyone listening, so you know, we were talking about face morphing and then someone started knocking on the door. That's just part of podcasting at home. These kinds of things happen. So I answered the door. Some people came in to look at something and I didn't know if Hudson ran out or not. So I started looking for him. He wouldn't respond to us at all. And then Sadie found him like in the deepest part of being underneath the couch. He's like carved out this fort for himself where you truly can't find him unless you stick your hand under and he claws you. So (laughs) now he's just out like, yep, you found me. You found me and now I'm in the sun. (laughs) He's hilarious. So we'll go into the rapid fires. What are your sun rising and moon signs? (laughs) I'm a Capricorn. You're such a Capricorn. (laughs) So earthy. 
Libra moon. <gasps> no way. Leo rising. Oh my gosh. I see all of that. <laughs> Libra. So I'm a Libra sun. And with the Libra moon this weekend, I've been like reading all up on Libra moons. And I see you as such a Libra moon. Well, thankfully, I live with an astrologer. My yeah. um, my protege is living with me for the for four months in a deep training and immersion, and it's been incredible because he is an intuitive psychic astrologer who has a very sharp mind, and so I get always the update on the moon and what sign it's in or if it's void or what's a good day to do a podcast. Or right. Is today a good day? <laughs> today is good. Okay, good. Even um, though Mercury's in retrograde. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised all this equipment is even working. Yeah, and that's where the mantras, the planetary mantras come in. And so um, his name is Alejandro and he's on the Take Care website for those of you interested in astrology. Yeah, I want to do an astrology session with him. He's incredible for also solar return chart. And he's been helping many people I know to find their, it's almost like we're party planners now. Yeah. Let <laughs> me find where's the best place to be to receive the blessings at the at the solar return. I need to do that with him. Mm-hmm. He can tell me where to go on my my next solar return. Yeah, it's... It, it's it's a really cool reading. So he's uh, you can find him on his website unto self and on the take care website takecarebody.com. Ooh. So when I get back from Bali, I'm gonna come over for a facial and a wisdom transmission session, and then I'll see Alejandro. I'll just book you guys up. Yes, for the whole come to the afternoon house. <laughs> because wow, yeah, that's so interesting to me. Did he ever tell you? Because I remember we talked about this. Your human design, because he knew. Well, I saw Lacey earlier oh, today, yeah. and she asked me. Uh-huh, of <laughs> and course. I said, "Well, that was the web. That was the podcast I meant to listen to uh-huh. before I got here, and haven't yet. So I, I'm undetermined. And then I shared with you that our friend Sam had given some information about another way of categorizing our personalities. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that too <laughs> that I need to know about. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking to share that with you as well. Oh, good. So you can put that on your on your um, website or yeah. whatever for people. Um, so you need to ask Alejandro what your, what your human design is. Oh, he, he did tell me. Um, Would you recognize it if I said what they all are? There's reflector, projector, manifester, generator and manifesting generator. Well, it feels like I'm doing all of those things all of the time. Right, right. So we'll have to ask him. We'll ask him. <laughs> Maybe we can ask him and I'll put it in the intro so that or the or the outro. So after yeah. they hear this, people listening can can learn what you are. Mm-hmm. I would just guess, I'm just gonna guess that you're a projector. Lacey's a projector. And then um the other woman who's mentoring with me, she and him know about it. So they're always talking about it. And oh, I haven't yeah. still integrated oh God, the information, but there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or on the flip side, I could see you as a manifesting generator because you have a lot of energy. And projectors and reflectors, which is what I am, are non-energy beings. So we don't really have our own engine 
if we're around others, then we do because that fuels us. But we also need so much rest and we can only be around people for like, I mean, this is just like a rough generalization, <laughs> two or three hours at a time, which is why... Like I can do, I can only do that. Like this weekend, I was around people 24-7 because it was the holidays and my family was here and I was with multiple other families and that yeah, kind of thing. a lot of information. I mean, I think I just like died today because I, I just took in too much, too much energy this weekend. So... I could see you as a projector for certain reasons. And then in other ways, I see you as more of like your own, you do have your own engine. So we're going to, we're going to find out. Yeah, we we must find out. Yeah, Lacey's a projector with emotional authority, which makes sense. I'm a reflector. I don't even know what my own authority is. I learned so much about my chart, but it's, it's such fun stuff. What about your Ayurvedic balanced constitution? Are you aware of that? Of your, I think so. is that did Marta pitta? tell you mm-hmm. pitta with with um like a lot of vata, the vata pushing pitta. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that would be that would be me. But I also just have I'm an imbalanced pitta, so much pitta, so much fire, so much heat. So what she's always trying to do is reduce the heat. Mm-hmm. She gave me all these herbs. I'm just like drowning in herbs right yeah, now. So to. Ground the vata and the pitta mm-hmm. simultaneously. Exactly. Doing a liver cleanse helped a lot too. It helped more than anything, but it was not fun. Mine was not, was I don't know what yours was like, but I was drinking Epsom salt and <laughs> some pretty disgusting tasting things. Well, the the a friend of mine, Katie Rail, who's a movement expert in Santa Monica, she did the herbs from Dr... Corey before I did and mm-hmm. she said oh they're just disgusting and gag 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 and I was like oh these taste really really good and I was like this is awesome and then I ended up like not even being able to finish them by the end because I was like oh I just can't take the yeah, herbs anymore so I know. they are potent that's how I am with trifala I take trifala mostly every night it helps me so much reducing inflammation mm-hmm. and digestion but it tastes so bad that sometimes I just I just don't I just don't drink it. What does it nights. taste like to you? To me, it tastes like bitter, really bitter. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of feet. Honestly. It's interesting. I wonder. We'll ask Marta about it. I um, there was a remedy at the Ayurvedic Institute so long ago called Shadrash Churna, and it's a six taste. It's herbs to cover all six tastes. And it said that you would taste what what you needed. So in this case, it would make sense because bitter, bitter is better for the liver. <laughs> right, yeah, because trifla is, is supposed to be the same. It's supposed to be all of the tastes as well. So someone told me, you can use it as a mouthwash in water to like if if you get like a sugar craving or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're fruits, they're right? Amalaki, haritaki, and yeah, uh, amalaki, haritaki, bibitaki, something like something that. Like that. Yeah, well, to me, fruits. it tastes really bitter. So I'd be curious to see how trifle it tastes to other people. But pretty much even for Marta, she said it tastes like so bad to her. Oh, so I even for it. a really balanced person. Okay, I'll have to. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while. Look at yeah. Order some. 
Yeah, definitely. And when you go to um, Suryash, you can give you some. Oh, they have thank you. Good, yes, I, that's on trivia. the list. I yeah. need to make my visit to Surya. Yeah. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? An antelope. Really? Why? <laughs> Actually, it's <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> I asked that of someone and they said an antelope. And he always said, I'll never understand why I said that, although it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, joking in a way. And I could see you as an antelope. <laughs> I love it. A gazelle. Yes. <laughs> are you a gazelle? Are you a night person or a morning Very much person? So. Night person. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite crystal? The selenite. Powerful. The selenite and the um, gemmy, the most gemmy selenite. So there's a, there's a collection at the house. Did I show you the one in my bedroom? The, no. the meditation circle bought this beautiful piece for me uh, a couple years ago for my birthday. That's Really, really cool. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. When's your birthday? January in the 11th. You're in 11th too? 111. 111. Oh my God. Such angel numbers. 11177. That's insane. That's so cool. I'm 1011. That's so great. 101190. Because right. it's like 01 and 10. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love numbers so much. What is your dream vacation? Having just returned from a vacation, my dream vacation is to be able to live a good life. Wow. What a good answer. Did you enjoy Costa Rica? We didn't even talk about it. The time there was was quite interesting. A lot of karma ripening and the land was very sweet. I got to see baby monkeys. And I found the people to be lovely grounded and friendly. And I didn't feel so much like I was on vacation. I traveled so long to get to Nasara. And within um, the first two days, I had run, run into three people I know. That's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, oh. Isn't that and weird all when that really happens? lovely people that said I felt that I was looking to be further away. <laughs> yeah, I, that's so, so funny. Um, and... Yeah, it was a lot of effort to travel. And I feel like the best gift is to to live a balanced life. Absolutely. And um, I feel like having lived in New York City and now here that the world comes comes to me, comes through. It does. Yeah, yeah people are always traveling through here, mm-hmm. keeping us cultured mm-hmm. and on our toes. Who are some of your teachers and mentors? As I mentioned, Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen has been a great friend and mentor throughout the years. Dr. Vasant Ladd from the Ayurvedic Institute. Dear friend Logan Griffin has been a confidant and support over the years. And all of my clients and all of the practitioners that I've worked with and are currently working with inform my practice. Amazing. And if you were a color, what color would you be? Well, it depends on the day. (laughs) I'm going to go with green today. (laughs) Why? I think of my eyes. Right now your eyes are looking very gray. Mm. The exact same color as your shirt. 
Really? Yeah. Well, what I noticed earlier is that your eyes were literally across between your shirt and your pants. Your they pants kind of are like, like pants. brown, beige brown, and your top is like a very bright gray. And then your eyes were literally both, like taking on both colors. Yeah, they do change quite a bit. Yeah. Oh my God. And your hair is like the color of your pants as well. <laughs> so crazy. Looking very it. professional today. Yeah, you're all matching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to dye my my hair to match my clothes and my... <laughs> all matchy-matchy. It's like the um, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. They can dye their eyes to match their gown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So cool. So tell everyone where they can find you, your website, et cetera, your stores. We're at 41 Perry in the West Village in Manhattan. The Instagram handle is at takecare.bodymind. The website is takecarebody.com. And we're at 1617 Broadway in Santa Monica. And the rest of the information is on the website. Yeah. You guys, if you're in New York or Los Angeles, you should definitely book a microcurrent shamanic facial with Sadie or her sister or her practitioners. Alejandro, very interesting now at the top of my list. Yeah, I did get to briefly meet him, but I did not get to talk to him about astrology. So I must. Yeah, and Sarah Clark in New York is a cranial sacral therapist. I love that so much. She's been helping develop um, what we're looking to launch in terms of an online platform for the TMJ. Mm, You've been helping me so much with that. Yeah, it's really cool. We also have two Warriors Facial Workshops coming up, and there'll be more online um, in the Zoom sessions. Oh, Zoom. I've been getting into Zoom lately. I was very resistant because I do not like trying new things that I don't know. <laughs> I was very into Skype. And then so many of my guests who who are not local would request Zoom. Like their assistants and staff would email me back. Can you please use Zoom? Because that's what they use. And I'm like, okay, I'll <laughs> learn something new on the internet. And it's actually shockingly easy, as you probably know. And it's cool. Like the picture's so clear and I can see that working well. Yeah. And we're looking, it's all about realizing peace through self-care. So really looking to support people in transcending the drama cycle and being able to work on themselves and just learn about what we do through their own bodies so that they can work on themselves. And Yeah. Amazing. Well, I feel like I should close by saying something that I didn't say yet, which is that you look so young, like your skin just radiates and glows and has this like extremely youthful glow. And that is such a testament to your work as well. Thank you, sister. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being here. You're amazing. Yeah. Beautiful home, beautiful vibe. Thank you for letting me bask in your aura this afternoon. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We are so very happy to have had you here. I hope that you learned above and beyond so much stuff about your skin, meditation, Ayurveda, how all of those things tie into each other with Sadie. And if you haven't tried microcurrent facials, I would highly recommend it. Microcurrent has 
drastically changed my skin and I have been recommending it to as many people as I possibly can. So thank you so much for being here. You guys are awesome. If you have not joined the Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook, then head over to Facebook, type in Soul on Fire podcast tribe and join us. Our conversations are so fun. We just dive deep into every type of topic that we talk about on this podcast and more. You can ask advice about your life and just get so many wonderful responses from women and men all over the world. Mostly women, but we're open to men. So if there are guys listening, come join. Come join us in the Soul on Fire podcast tribe. And if you feel inspired to rate and review this podcast, that would be so helpful and amazing for me and all of the love and effort that I put into this show. So I would like to thank you. If you rate and review, send me a screenshot, jordan at thebalancedblonde.com so I can personally thank you and send you a copy of my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everyone who takes the time to rate and review the podcast. So thank you guys so much. I'm honored to have you here listening. I know that you learned a lot from Sadie today. She's incredible. And I just can't wait to get back to life as I know it in a week and a half and bring you guys lots and lots of magic and lots more incredible guests. I love you and I'll see you next Wednesday. Mwah.